0: FM to get started. In a world where mutant kind and humankind are at wits' end, one girl will go against the grain to turn everything inside out. Starring Angelica as Rebecca. The new drama from Fox where there's blood all over the door and romance in the air, quite literally. We're talking The Gifted, season two, episode seven. This cold open was not very good. Let's go. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the
1: ESPN of TV talk. Now let the buzz.
0: Inside out, find nothing. Get it? Get it? Get it? Part in a blender. Watch (laughs) it spin around like all those people in the office. Literally. Rendezvous, Rivas, through with you, Quinn. This was way too accurate of a song. Burn, burn like a wicker cabinet, just like Riva's love for the delicious milkshake of oh a man God. in that room right now. Because nobody's into solid foods, and now we have an entire room full of slushy. Oh my! We're horse. talking about season two, episode seven, entitled "No Mmm Ursee." Woo! That Woo! ending. Woo! 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 <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't know, Rebecca, Rebecca, you can fill out your application for Jamba Juice right now. Oh! Because, girl, you know how to make a smoothie. You really shook it up. Yep. How many puns can we come up in 10 seconds? You really shake things up, Rebecca. Oh man, that banks going to really run itself into the ground. <laughs> um, we're really bad at puns right yeah, now, Yeah, I can. Bloody <laughs> bank. Um, blended bank. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what happens behind closed doors. <laughs> I don't want to be in the room where it happens. <laughs> Um, she has a vaulted interest in killing those people. Eh. I'm gonna let you take it over. You are yeah the they prim- probably weren't very they probably weren't banking on that happening oh, that, okay, <laughs> let's end on
1: that because that was great. That was great.
0: Woo! <laughs> everything went off without a hitch this episode as Riva's plan is particularly thought out. Plan for revenge, but mostly for taking down the establishment that has put her people down for too long, and we have been getting the drops of my people a lot this episode, so we are getting into the whole race war as a real thing. Welcome to the show. We're going to go over our overall thoughts. First up, I'm Stephen Lemieux. Tehran Von Gastri and Heather Wake are not here this week, but I'm, as always, joined by the amazingly talented Stephanie Sabra.
1: Hello! I'm so glad I didn't miss this episode.
0: Yeah! <laughs> Tehran and Heather, you should be ashamed of yourselves.
1: This, this was crazy. Whew. The best, for me, the best episode.
0: I was, like, watching, it. I was like, man, nothing is happening. Okay, bank heist, we're good. Like, we're getting a little bit of emotional buildup. All right, when's when's Rebecca going to go off? When's Rebecca going to go off? Okay, that guy's going to die. Whole room milkshake. Whole room.
1: I was not, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it. I have some things to say, but that was the darkest moment in Gifted.
0: Her milkshakes bring all the banks to the yard. (laughs) And they're like
1: Don't stop with the puns. Don't
0: stop. Uh back in Sleepy Hollow we had a pun jar where I had to pay money every time I said a pun. Oh really? And at the end of the season we gave it away to a fan. It was like fifty six dollars in that pun jar. Yeah, it was pretty no pretty insane. That means hundred and twelve puns in like eight episodes, guys. <laughs> it 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 got real. But wow, we're going to be breaking down Jace and Benedict. Uh, we're going to talk about Lauren, Kate, and Reed, which is moving forward a little cool in a way that I like. Uh, Esme and Lorna obviously have their relationship building a bit more. Then we have Andy and Rebecca, sweetest couple. America's Sweetheart's right there. Yep. They're on a juice cleanse. Uh, <laughs> Riva and Quinn, uh, which the ship that will never come back. Uh, Marcos, Blink, and John, and the heist. And that ending, though. That ending, though. That
1: ending, though. Go to your happy place For a happy price Go to your happy price, price line
0: Juice cleanse <laughs> You okay?
1: Oh my god, okay I there? will never look at a juice cleanse the same
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible Oh god um, Rebecca! S- Rebecca, <laughs> overall thoughts Yeah, damn Like I didn't think they'd do it. I didn't think they'd... I think at least they'd, like, show a little bit of blood. Like, maybe blood pooling under the door or something like that. This is straight up, like, splatter all over the place. She turned that room inside out.
1: I thought it was going to be directed just at the one guy that they had videoed. Yeah. And then it wasn't.
0: That guy looked like the actor who played the evil cop guy in Heroes. I don't think he was, though. Oh. But he looked just like him. Um... Yeah,
1: I. Um, it kind of
0: defeats their cause, though.
1: I agree. Like, I was actually super impressed, and I was thinking, um, I was a little upset about Reva's backstory because I still don't think it gave me enough to qualify kind of the empire she plans to build um, necessarily, but. I was really impressed with with their entire plan because what I'm so upset with the mutant underground is that we sang saying this last time they never plan, they never use each other's abilities to the best uh, th- that to their the case, best of their abilities um, to the best of their abilities. I didn't want to go with it, but we're going with yeah, it. Yeah, you're going with it. Um, but they succeeded at that. Like they were so good and planned and directed and divisive with what they had, and the mutant underground needs to do that. And then Rebecca literally killed all that momentum.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, it makes no sense at all that there would be a hole in the back of the safe. I just want to point that out because, like, just find a tunneling mutant and go around. Like, why do you need to turn the entire thing around? Um, but that is beside the point. Uh, let's go ahead and let's jump into Jason Benedict because there's so much I want to talk about otherwise. Uh, Jason Benedict, Jace meets with the one of the top heads of the brotherhood or the... Purifiers. Purifiers. And it's Benedict Arnold. No, it's what is his name?
1: It is um Ryan ben- Ryan Benedict. Yeah.
0: Ryan Benedict. Who we saw on the news last episode. So they did intro the character last episode, but I when I saw it, I was like, oh, I recognize that actor. They're gonna be using him for something more. Didn't expect it to be this. He is one of the heads of the purifiers, and he has his own radio show and books and everything published. He's like the O'Reilly of Purifiers. Yeah. Uh, basically he is the O'Reilly of Purifiers. And he wants to use Jace as a figurehead because he himself cannot be a figurehead for the normal people because Jace was a member of the Sentinel services. Do you think that Jace's hesitance and then his going forward with it? I mean, I still think he needs a redemption somehow. And I'm wondering, I mean, we're certainly not sending him towards it at the moment.
1: I know, it's interesting because he still holds on to some morals, like he's not going to use names, and he was really against it at first, but he's losing, I feel like, hope in his future, and he thinks that this will build it up, especially now with the divorce, but... To be that blind to not see how extreme this group is and the parallels with, um, well, what in our society with kind of really extreme news groups and news heads like this who have direct lines to the president. Um, I just think it's too far. Like it's gotten really far. And I, I don't I used to see kind of your point, but I feel like this is so far gone for Jace that I I don't know where he can go from this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it is on both sides of the aisle with this kind of stuff, but yeah. the mutants don't necessarily have a figurehead like that. Oh, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm. It it is interesting to see what they're doing with him because I feel like the whole point of that character has to be redemption. I could be wrong, Ivan Soto. I know you've been telling me I'm wrong this entire time. Ivan's somebody who joins our chat every week. But um, I still think there needs to be a purpose for Jace. So unless they're going to build him up to be the next grayson like the the worst guy ever which maybe they are maybe that's the storyline that they have for him maybe he is the slow downward path because perhaps what we're seeing here is the the way you can take somebody who's a normal person who's at least kind and at least has some kind of understanding and see how that person can be pushed further and further and further away from their starting point mm-hmm. uh, on both ends. You can see it with the people in the mutant underground as well as how Sage got pushed and then how Reva, uh, Reva Polaris is now moving more towards the extremist side. So, I mean, yeah, you know, maybe he's not on the Redemption arc. Maybe he's being teed up to be the villain. I don't know.
1: I know. He is a really interesting character. You make me—Anteyron does make me see him in a, like, more dimensional mm-hmm. sense. But— I just, I'm really, it really bugs me. I feel like every side of, when you get extreme, you really miss a lot. And you'd make these decisions that you shouldn't be made. And I think there is still a majority of people, non-mutants alike, that know that there are good mutants and mutants who know that there are good humans. And that's a majority, but extremists always get their voice heard because they're extremists.
0: Well, it's that. And it's also like events sway the opinion. So like... You can look at it in in such a way of, take Jace, very middle of the road. His daughter was killed by mutants, but he was still, like, kind to Reed and Kate. He was still, like, understanding that they're a family, but he thought what he was doing was protecting people by putting mutants in jail. It was never from a malicious place of kill all mutants, torture them, or anything like that. He always had issues with that kind of stuff. But events that have transpired have pushed him more and more to one side. And I feel like this is kind of... Jace is kind of the equivalent of the American people. If you're going to take it and use the show as a metaphor for a political statement, it's the American people where the events of 9-11 or the events of other things have pushed the American people towards a different viewpoint. And it's not that they're bad people. It's just that as more and more events are happening and shown to them in a certain way... They take on more and more of those attributes, and then you you blink, and suddenly they're from this, and they're all the way there. So it's like, we're going to blink, and Jace is going to be like the evilest dude ever, and we'll look back at season one and be like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. And with this bank thing with Rebecca, it makes even more sense, because it's the work of one mutant, but it's going to make Jace even more firm in his beliefs and push him more towards the purifiers. So it's really interesting how they've been playing this character along with the shows and the events in the show.
1: Yeah, It is true. You're exactly right. I think when um, in American society and humans in general, when you do get when things when you're down on your luck or things have happened like huge catastrophes and um, constantly are happening in the news and then you start paying attention to only one sided news, your views are just obscured and you just like really lose sight of reality when you only touch base with one group.
0: Well, also, I I want to speak to Nicholas Kelly who says, but Stephen, you should realize you can't play the fence while working in a hate group. It's still a hate group, one with the potential to send all equal rights people have back hundreds of years. Yeah, you're right, but there's no difference between the purifiers and the inner circle. There's no difference. The purifiers has people like Jace who don't want to kill people but do what they have to do and – Honestly, the inner circle has people like Riva who will kill people to get the power, but then also unhinged people like Rebecca who will slaughter a room full of people. So it's like they're both doing what they think is right. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying that there's, they're both extremists. Yeah. Technically, the inner circle is still a hate group and Polaris is playing the fence. If you say you can't be on the fence, then you have to say that Polaris is evil. Because Polaris is on the side of Rebecca who just killed a room full of people and just put probably hundreds of thousands or thousands of families out of their homes, put them all in debts, ruined their lives by taking away the money from the bank. So that's what the show does a really good job of playing at.
1: Yeah, they even did the score. I will say that before they've taken hundreds of millions of dollars from people who weren't um, they weren't involved in screwing over mutant businesses and um, mutant individuals. Before that, though, the purifiers, other than some extreme mutants who might have killed some humans, there there's not the same like economical like social impact. But now they've evened the score in a lot of sense.
0: Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too sure about that. Yeah. I mean, you have the events of seven fifteen, which we still don't know if it was caused by mutants or purifiers or whatnot um there's a there's a lot that's going on you don't know who's necessarily the worst because when you're dealing with hate groups they're all hate groups it's not like there's a worst one it's like they're all bad and i can say like the purifiers are a hate group yeah and the inner circle is a hate group and when you look at it the bare bones of it they're a hate group because they have members who want to kill humans and the purifiers have members who want to kill mutants the inner circle, or uh, the, the underground, is probably the only one that you can't consider a hate group because even the Morlocks are a group that segregates based on looks as well as robbing from people. So, like, it's still kind of an extremist group. The underground's the only one that's in the middle of the road, and they're the ones that are weaker. So, like, that's it's an interesting yeah. commentary they're making, and that the people who try to stay within the lines of Normality are the weakest ones because you have to go to one side just like politics to get choose resources. your side because the weakest side's never going to win
1: no it's totally true I actually ha- people I know who are in politics they have to be with a side even if they don't align because of money and stuff and even if they're independent which most of americans are mm-hmm. um you can't be you're not backed you have no money of no resources you have no one who will back you because if they back you then they're not in that party and then they lose
0: yeah i mean i think there is i think there's a certainly a uh comparison to american mm-hmm. politics in the show with these groups representing different parties um i do want to say that somebody said 715 caused by purifiers. Ooh, yeah. That's what I was getting at, is what happens when Chase finds out that possibly the purifiers are the ones that were behind 715. Ooh! I would love that. And people... Hyven, how do you not think that Jace is an, is an interesting character? I don't <laughs> see how you, Like, I don't see how anyone can think that he's an interest, not an interesting character. I think you can think that he's boring at times, but his arc is, like, the most movement. It,
1: Did he get tested for the X-Gene? Because they said he was supposed to before he met, but we never saw that, which I don't get why they press that as an important
0: conversation. I think it's just to show that there's no purifiers that are mutants. Okay. I think they're, like, stressing that point to nail it home. Like, okay, okay the inner circle was the mutants and work and humans working together. The purifiers are straight up. Humans. Only humans. Unless we come up with the bank guy. Uh, A Quinn. Quinn. Or not, the, not Quinn, but the oh, owner of the, the bank yeah. who was, like in the comics um so let's move on to lauren and kate and reed and the transfer uh what did you think about this whole plan to put reed in a car i don't
1: i guess i'm like underestimating what reed is going through because i i guess it's really painful and every and we know that the effects of what he's touching but i just feel like no one's really trying to get in his head and i'm not sure if it's because it was suppressed so long that they can't They can't reach him like a normal mutant going, undergoing. um,
0: Puberty. Yeah,
1: essentially. But I don't know. I really did love the moment between Kate and Reed. I I really genuinely think they have great chemistry, even though both – I know people in the chat are annoyed of both characters (laughs) – this season they do have when they're together they're at their strongest and that's what lauren was and i am so team lauren like she's really stepping up even though she's starting to question her morality as well
0: yeah i mean it's it's been a cool cool thing again the scene with uh, kate and lauren last episode was really good and then even this episode the fact that kate was grabs reed's hands and trusts him enough that he won't hurt her I just feel like he would have control if he tried. Yeah. But he's, like, giving into his despair a little bit too much. I agree. With You had a great point two episodes ago where Reed is reminding you a lot of Andy. And I think it'd be interesting to get Reed and Andy together. Because... I... Yes! Because they both have such destructive powers, but Andy's come to control his, and Reed hasn't come to control his at all. Because I think, like, Lauren's great for protecting him from hurting other people, but, like... How is he going to learn how to cope with the fact that his powers are destructive, especially with his personality? type? Yeah,
1: I think that's a great point. And I and I feel like we kind of saw a little foreshadowing because when he was looking at the family photo, he was looking at Andy, I think.
0: How dumb was that, though? <laughs> we like, both were like, dude, don't pick it up. Don't pick up the, picture. the one
1: family heirloom. You have left.
0: Right. Like, how do you, do you just like print off frames and stuff? Like, come on, dude, don't pick it up. It's like, this is my last $100 bill. Here, hand it to the guy made of lava. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Oh, that was so annoying. Oh, my God. Uh, Summer Serenity says How did Andy know that his mom was human but not his dad? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think Andy knows oh, that.
1: Oh, because she said, My mom's human, and he didn't say, My parents are human.
0: That's a good point. That is a good point. Does Andy know about no. Reed's powers? Lauren didn't unless, tell him anything when they got coffee.
1: <laughs> unless in their dream she's told him that, but I doubt it because I feel like I feel like that might have been more. I don't know. I Remember like how there
0: was an episode between six or between uh, five and six that we didn't see? Yeah. So maybe it that, that, that happened there. Yeah. And Lauren told Andy a few things in the dream in the dream space. Uh, let's just go with that. I think that's we will. We will I with. think so too. But um, yeah, that is a very good point. Well, Summer it's also
1: that Andy doesn't have a good relationship with his dad, so he might like really just not want to mention him. But I think that is a might have been a fall on the writing. So.
0: Nicholas Kelly says, "Read, I'm sorry, but you pompous dick. You don't have the luxury of an <laughs> oh woe is me moment when it comes to getting powers." <laughs> I mean, I thought that same thing. I did comment on that. I'm like, oh yeah, poor me. I got powers. I'm stronger. I'm now. super powerful. Oh I come no. from the strongest
1: mutant family I should probably learn how to control this so I can help the mutant underground as we fall into destruction because we have no resources
0: no I'm just going to go sit in my room and listen to My Chemical Romance <laughs> when I was a young boy my father destroyed my mutant powers and made me a normal boy he said son when you gr- I'm going to stop I'm going to stop that was a really good call too. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, let's uh, let's where do we leave off with the storyline? Uh, Reed was going to get control of it with the help of Kate. They were going to go after Doctor uh, Madeline Gilbert, who was the doctor who worked with uh, his father, and she is now running a genetics lab. So that's their best lead. She knows all she about wants the Von Struckers. To it. They. I don't know. I think she wants to control it. Okay. I don't think Kate really wants to take away his powers, but I think that's what Reed wants right now, so I think they're just going to go with that and see what happens.
1: I think that would be the dumbest thing ever, and there's no way that they're going to do that, actually, but I feel like the fact that he's even thinking of that is obnoxious.
0: I think this show can stand on its own without Stephen Moyer, though, so I could see uh... I could see Reed dying at the end of the season, possibly, using his powers to save everybody. I could see that happening. Um, I hope it doesn't go that way because I feel like he's such a – he has a lot of potential as a character. But, like, he was one of the main sale points for the show. But it certainly stands on its own without Yeah,
1: that's true. Like, they've
0: really built up the teen and, like, young adult cast enough that people are in. Uh, So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I like that they brought back the acid guy. They went back to the – they did the most cliche thing ever. It's like, let's go to the clinic. Nobody will expect us there. And then they talk about the acid guy like everybody knew him really well but they don't mention him by name at all.
1: Mhm. I w- I don't get that. He
0: was a marine. He was this. He was that. What was his name? I, uh,
1: I don't, don't know. Guy. And then they then they kind of I feel like wanted to discuss the fact that Shatter died and it was because thunderbird john couldn't was too weak but then again it was another time where you have the inner circle who plans they and even when they're not planning they'll still separate and use their powers to the best ability the mute underground like doesn't they're just like all sacrifice
0: it's like we have the four main members and if you are outside of that you can't use your powers to help everything except for that kid who can shoot Webs, or whatever it was, last episode.
1: I don't want to talk about him.
0: Energy blasts. That was you insane. mean the one that should have died? Yeah. Shadow. <laughs> Shadow. <Shut up. laughs> um, before we move on. I want you guys to use your mutant powers to go on iTunes and rate us five stars and give us a comment. We haven't gotten any uh, any new comments since Serpentina Lynn said that Tehran was her spirit animal. So mm. looking for those iTunes reviews, guys. It helps to keep, keep searchable. Uh, but also please hit that thumbs up button and share this with your friends if they watch The Gifted. Also, definitely comment after the video and we can actually reply to your comments individually. I know Tehran really is a savage in the comments, but he replies to every single one he can. Just if if you really want him to reply, say something negative about Tehran, and he will reply immediately. Uh, But please also go subscribe to the TV Sci-Fi, and we have eight other channels that cover all sorts of different stuff, whether you like reality TV, animation, we just started the Soul Eater after show today. Uh, Or if you like... Um, competition shows like Big Brother, Survivor, we cover it all here at AfterBuzz TV. So it helps us out if you subscribe to that. You guys are the best. Really appreciate everyone who watches week to week. I know that uh, Tehran tells me my 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 persona is douche because I act kind of like a douche on these shows. <laughs> but I guarantee you guys, I don't really notice. I just keep going and mouth off to fill the air. Right? Douche. Yeah, it's quite douche. Touché, yeah. Douche. Douche. Thank you. I want to take a moment to shout out everybody in the chat. Thank you, Nicholas Kelly, Ivan Soto, Alyssa Ramos, Mercenary X84, Summer Serenity, Chris Moe, Orson T, Project Circa 04, Lockett, um, Nas, Jonathan Shaw. You know, we got tons of you guys War in here Hero right 99.
1: now. Hero 99. Just this comment made me laugh. You kill read off, we riot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm with that. <laughs> I mean, you can't play a clarinet without a reed. Oh my god! Fun jar. Uh, moving on, we got a quick scene between Esme and Laura, Lorna. Yeah, which is interesting. Lorna trusts her more. What do you? Th- where do you think this is building to? Do you think Lo- them leaving? Who leaving? Them, I think those three Esme, together:
1: Esme, Lorna, and Dawn will leave because they're Esme's getting like the humanity back in her. Lorna n- it never really left, but I think she was just in mother bear mode where mode where anything she had to do, she would do. But I think that they're not into Rebecca and that kind that kind of What makes you think that, <laughs> yeah. What makes you think they're So like I Rebecca? think they're going to leave. I really and I think together they're so powerful, and I think eventually the, the sisters will come along too.
0: Do you think that Esme immediately knew what happened there from the sisters seeing it? Oh,
1: yeah, I think so. I do. You remember what the sisters' reactions were? Because I, I only remember. they were
0: freaking out and saying we have to go. Oh, the police yeah. are on the way. So they didn't really seem to care too much about the humans.
1: Yeah. Hello. Would you like to kill all humans? <laughs> Andy's face, though, I think, ever, like, Lorna, Andy, especially Reba, were just disturbed. It was, it was nice to see Reba that disturbed.
0: Yeah, she really cared about this, and we're going to be talking about, uh, let's jump ahead to Reva and Quinn real quick. Uh, so we are introduced to Quinn. She's out to dinner with him. He's got a boy. The boy's not the best artist, but you know what? He tries. Uh, he's a single Dialogue. dad. He's actually emotionally invested in Reba. We find out that she took, made sure he didn't have his thing on the calendar for the dinner. And then we find out that she uses the the Frost sisters to, or clones, whatever you want to call them, yeah. to use him. And we get a lot of emotionally intense scenes where he asks, was any of it real? And she says, I wish it wasn't. Yeah. This is really tough because I like this guy.
1: Me too. He's dope. I really do like him. And I think that. It was interesting because I'm sure I, I like the parallel. I'm sure that, again, humans and especially people of color, I think, would understand the mutant side of this, especially when you find out about the businesses and the individuals who were just screwed over by the banks and their, everything they worked for, they were lost. So I think there was a lot of similarities, just historically speaking. Um, and I think that part gave Reva way more humanity than her like 12 second backstory.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, – I mean I didn't mind the 12-second backstory because what the 12-second backstory did is it put more credence to what Reva's plan was. Yeah. Um, when you see the backstory, we we see her and her friend meeting and her friends telling people to start putting signs up and try to kick people out of their homes and get people out of a neighborhood so they can have their own mutant neighborhood. Reva has now taken on this plan in a in a larger way of having their own mutant city – Uh, Which is really cool, but we also learned that basically this bank has been one of a bunch of different corporations who were destroying the investments and driving mutants out of their homes to make human-only neighborhoods to push the mutants out to being homeless and everything like that. So that kind of creates her backstory for what her plan is, which I thought was really cool. It's not just like, hey, they killed our friend, let's do this. It's a smarter way... Of doing the same thing her friend was saying. Yeah. Instead of kicking humans out, it's like, have the financial backing and have the backing enough to create a place without kicking people out, but just creating a place and slowly do the same thing, I guess. But again, she's turning into what the bank's going to turn into against humans as opposed to mutants.
1: Yeah, and Quinn brought that great point up, too, that these are innocent people who have invested. They weren't involved in the original Uh, Obviously, I wish there was a way where you could just take the money from the people who originally established that. But that's not how it goes. But you're right. It did show that um, Reva saw a side of humanity that kind of showed to her that they can't work together. I think that was her first instance of we kind of have to be separate.
0: Because she was more the Jace Mm -hmm. of the the inner circle back in the eight years ago style. Yeah. She was kind of perturbed by how they were going to handle things. Yeah. Agreed. So, I mean, it's really interesting. They see how you see how these characters start off and then are pushed to one side or the other. um I do want to mention that I think we may meet Quinn's son. No, because I think now that he's dead, because I don't think Rebecca would just like save random random dude. um I think reva's not going to handle the guilt very well, and I think she's going to look into the orphan son of Quinn. And possibly like bring him into the, the fold.
1: That's a great point. And I agree because I don't think he would have brought that up. I mean obviously bringing that up brings even more humanity into the situation and makes it even more disturbing. Uh, but on the other side of the whole bank heist I just love that scene. I think the whole beginning before Rebecca decided to slaughter the whole place was so cool.
0: We're about to get into. that. Oh, sorry, not, sorry. We're there I thought we. Were I want in to that. talk about it too. I'm just trying to get to the characters because once we start oh, about yeah. the heist, we're done.
1: Yeah. Okay. Reva and Quinn. Um. I and I do think that she actually had feelings for him, and it's interesting to see that she's completely committed to the cause, um, in a way even deeper than I thought before. And even though you could tell she had feelings for him, nothing's going to stop her. And we do get a little more answers that she does want to. I forget the quote she said exactly. Uh. To expose the guilty to help those who can't help themselves and basically... Very X-Men-like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, as uh, somebody in the chat just pointed out, uh, Ivan said, Reva was more X-Men belief-oriented than the other people. Uh, Let's move on and talk about Andy and Rebecca uh, before we get into the last thing. Just such a weird scene where she's like, and if they make fun of me, you'll just kill them, all right? (laughs) Yeah, I'll kill every single one of them. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. ooh! I'm grabbing my collar and pulling it just so if you're listening on the air Uh
1: oh! I just love how he still like you could tell he could st- he th- he's ever since the pancakes you could tell he thinks something's a little off but he's kind of still like turned ever on since by it. Pancakes. From the pancakes. But I would
0: swallow my pancakes. I would choke on the pancakes. When
1: she said that, I was like, "She's not kidding, dude." She's
0: not, dude. You're, God, and, and she's she... so happy too. You'll kill them all, right?
1: <laughs> That's the crazy part. She's been very obvious, actually, about her intentions, but people think she's kidding because she is a sociopath and she's smiling behind it.
0: I mean, shout out to uh, Angelica Fellini. <laughs> Good acting. Like as soon as she turns like vault around, she's like so happy. Like my powers are great. I'm happy. That
1: was like a a heroin high.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that was like Andy and Lauren using their huge power thing. That's true. That's so true. God, she's crazy. Yeah, and I love it.
1: And it was interesting that he even got more power out of her than before by letting her use her emotions and her memories.
0: It's just funny because he's, like, saying it in one way and she's thinking of it in another. Like, he's like, just think of, like, what they did to your parents. And she's like... Oh, yeah, like, what they did to me and before I killed them and how much I enjoyed it. Like, he's thinking, like, use the sadness in your heart to do this. And she's and she's using, like, the joy from destroying people Yeah, to push herself to a further level. And the
1: and even when she was like, we have to, like, kill them. We're just going to let them be. Like, these are the humans that we're talking about. And he was like, my mom's a human. And she's like, so was mine. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to buckle up.
0: Andy, your girlfriend doesn't like Capri Sun. <laughs> I don't know how you can date a girl who doesn't like Capri Sun. I'm going to get sued for that impression sooner or later by Capri Sun. Uh, so that's all I wanted to touch on before we moved into Marcos, Blink, and John. Uh, Marcos raises the issue with Blink that she's a little bit more into the Morlocks than maybe should have been. And then he raises the issue with John and tells it. just ask. John asks. And she lets it all fly. And she's straight up honest and she's not wrong. She's like the smartest one in the room at this moment. The underground has no plan past tomorrow. What are you guys doing? Are you helping people? Are you feeding mutants? Are you hiding them? No, you're taking them and giving them to the Morlocks. No, you're taking them and depending on other people to feed them or give them anything. Or you're getting them all captured by the purifiers because you won't utilize their powers. You'll just make them sit down in a hallway and then leave. I totally agree.
1: I'm, I'm completely with Blink Clarice on this. Um, and the underground. It made me see a different side of them that, yeah, I don't agree with everything the Morlocks do, but they're also not committing any serious, like, they're not doing anything that bad. Like, they're stealing for food because they cannot be out in society, and even if they didn't have those marks and didn't decide to do this, they still couldn't. Like, like, um, Kate was saying, hospitals aren't seeing mutants, like, society is getting very, very polarized, so why wouldn't you work with people who aren't, like, inherently evil and aren't that... That crazy. They're not that far off from the underground, but you guys are so against them because they have a little bit of, like, a few things you don't agree with.
0: The Morlocks are the Jean Valjean of the story. <laughs> Jean Valjean. It was just a piece of bread. That's all I stole. <laughs> I mean, really though. Uh, yeah. I and don't Jace think... is freaking uh, Javert. <laughs> Javert. Jace is Javert. Like. <laughs> You do one crime. It's a crime. Straight up. You got them. You got Morlocks. You got Javert.
1: I don't think stealing food is like, I think that's where the moral high ground is taken too far. Like they're not stealing. They're stealing from huge supply stores. Obviously, it's still not good to steal. But when society alienates you out of existence, essentially... I mean, that is the food. question.
0: Like, you look at Walmart and people are like, don't steal from Walmart. But then you also see the videos of, like, the behind of Walmart with all of their food that's just totally fine getting thrown away for the next shipment. And it's, like, huge truckfuls of food that they're just throwing away instead of giving away. And it's like, I mean, how can you side with somebody when there's people starving and you're throwing away food like that? Yeah. And you're not having at least programs to get that into homeless shelters or anything like that it's very tough to say that stealing from corporations like that is wrong when they're doing that totally so you know it's such a gray area the show really highlights the gray area yeah um okay i think it's good that john is now seeing somebody who he trusts point out some wrongs with his way of thinking because it hasn't been working mm-hmm. the underground's way of doing things hasn't been working Let's face it, the X-Men are never really the best at, like, planning stuff. Like... (laughs) So true. It's like, they're never ahead of anything. It's always, like, fixing the problems after they have. Yeah, they're reactive, not proactive. Like, watch any X-Men cartoon ever. The villain's done, like, a hundred steps to get to their current plan, and then is activating their plan, and the X-Men always save the day at the last moment. It's like the procrastination duo of of heroes. That's so true. So you can't really blame
1: I the Morlocks blame, for yeah. doing
0: their thing. You can't blame the inner circle for doing their thing. Because if everyone depended on the X-Men to do anything, the mutants would just all be in cages. And meanwhile... Like, in this universe, anyway. Yeah,
1: but we do know that the X-Men exist in this universe. They're just not coming...
0: I want an X-Men to show too. up in the show. Me too. And even if it's Deadpool, even if it's Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool <laughs> making a break-the-fourth-wall appearance on the show to introduce a commercial break. I just need one. Just I Just need
1: one. Just one. Like, tell them what it is. And I feel like Blink, um, I think you're right. John has to listen to Blink because that is someone he trusts. And she is not wrong. Like, you'd have to be illogical to think that she's wrong.
0: I think we see in the scenes from next week, Lorna gets the crown of oh Magneto. Oh my god. Which is dope. So dope. So excited. Um, but I think if you're going to have Lorna start her own chapter, the underground's falling apart. I think we need an X-Men by the end of the season. I think we need an X-Men being like, this has been our plan.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, I think it has to happen.
1: I do too, especially if Lorna's gonna take like a major leadership role, which I think she should. Because honestly, my views probably align the most with Lorna. I think that she can be extreme, especially with the plane. But she she could be Levy. Like you could talk to Lorna, whereas Reva's past that point. Lorna, you could talk, you could negotiate. I believe.
0: Yeah, I don't know how Reva's gonna handle this now, though. Oh my god! Uh, How do you think Annie's gonna handle this with Rebecca?
1: I, that's the worst than anything that's happened in the series, by an individual. But Andy has also killed people. But her killing is different.
0: It is. It's slaughtering lambs as opposed to fighting wolves. It's
1: completely different. And they were all Andy killed out of desperation when he was literally stuck and had to make a decision and didn't want to be like taken away whereas John would never do that. That was, they were locked into a room. You guys were safe. You completed your entire mission and you wanted to kill them.
0: Yeah, so how do you think Annie's going to handle (laughs) that?
1: I think he, I think it's done, but I think he knows that he can't just end it with her. It has to be, I I hope he's smart enough to know it has to be thought out.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think next episode we get a dream with Lauren. Oh yeah. I think Annie's going to tell Lauren everything that happened. I hope so. And basically, instead of Lauren being the one to warn him, it's going to be him lo- warning her that if they come after him, they may be turned inside out. Yeah. Which is actually what the teleporter in Galaxy Quest does. I don't know why I said that. It just reminded me of when they turned the thing inside out, the <laughs> teleporter in Galaxy Quest. It was just like the one time Reba wasn't there to disable. Right? Seriously. That girl's crazy, but it'll be interesting to see what Rebecca does, too, because once they try to put her in a hole, she's going to fight back, too, and now she's stronger than ever because she's pushed past her limits with the powers, because that's how powers usually work. Um, Let's go ahead and just really break down the heist really quick. We don't have to really talk about anything at all except for the fact that Sage got one line and was told to shut up immediately by Esme. Great. Uh, Glad to see Sage is back. They stole hundreds of millions of dollars from the bank. They're transferred out. And the room full of people was killed, and they put out the stream of the video of the guy admitting that the bank has been doing all that to mutants. So that's where we leave off with that. Let's go ahead and get into predictions. Okay. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Ivan Soto says cast Yvonne Strahovski as Emma Frost. I'm not the biggest fan of Yvonne Strahovski. Uh, yeah, to see. Actually, am I thinking of the right person? Let me search that up. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of her. Uh but she's a good actress, so I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Um but yeah, let's see. I don't know if they're gonna bring in Emma Frost. I I hope they do it at some point. It would be really it'd be a really great dynamic to see the Step For Cuckoos come in contact with who they were cloned from. If they're going with that canon, a lot of comments last week were calling us out for saying we didn't know that the Frost sisters were clones. Guys, we did it's like we know that in the comics they are, but the show has been taking so much stuff and like twisting it.
1: We so, talked about this season one. We knew we thought she they she was Emma Frost at first, and then mm-hmm. we found out she was Esme. So we're like, oh,
0: yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. Um. So what do you think is going to happen next week? Limit it to next week.
1: Okay, next week uh or two weeks, right from now.
0: Two weeks from now. <sighs> um,
1: I think. Oh, Lor- Thanksgiving. That's why. Yeah, Lorna is gonna step into a le- more of a leadership role. I think she's gonna leave. We do see a little bit of that, and I I do think that she's done with them right now. Um, maybe hold some ties with reba but know that it's not safe for Dawn, especially when Rebecca's in the equation. And I think that um, I think that Reed will get a control of his powers. Uh, they'll meet up with the doctor and hopefully not take them away, but get some better understanding of how to suppress a little bit. I want him to train, though. Just like the inner circle is training, I want them to train.
0: I think the underground ends next episode. Ooh. I think Lorna goes off on her own, creates the new empire, or mutant empire, or something like that. And... Gets everyone involved from the underground. Marcos will go to her. Yeah. Um, Lauren may go to her, interestingly enough, because she would take Andy with her. After after what Rebecca did, she Andy would be in, in with them. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see Reed with Reed in a face-off against Rebecca. Because I think um, her things like dimensional... Twisting and he's like completely complete instability, which would be an interesting face-off. But obviously we're gonna get the 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 brother and sister duo against Rebecca. I think that's that needs to happen. Uh next episode, yeah, I think that's what's gonna I think the underground I think the underground is gonna be split apart between the people who go to the Morlocks, the people who go to whatever Lorna's new thing is, and I think John goes off to find himself and finds an x man Because mm. I think John needs an X-Man to get back in touch with himself. Yeah. To figure out what his purpose is again. He needs to get reunited with the x-men uh now guys before we end the episode obviously this has been a really hard week for marvel fans Uh, obviously if you haven't heard uh the creator of marvel stan lee uh passed away yesterday 95 years old so if we want let's go ahead and do a quick moment of silence for him So a lot of things about Stan Lee that you don't really think about until somebody like that leaves. It, it's it's the, the, the same thoughts you have when somebody like when Michael Jackson passed away, um, when certain politicians have passed away, when certain actors, especially and, and, and creative geniuses pass away. You try to look back and see, like, what would pop culture and the current climate of the world be without that person? And it's really, it's really tough to even imagine it. Uh, look at Stan Lee as somebody whose ideas, him and Jack Kirby, what they created and, and how their ideas have spread. Just like Superman, just like Spider-Man, like all these comics, whether they're DC or Marvel, it's something that's so universal and something so worldwide that kids in Egypt who are poorer than their sneakers have toys of Spider-Man, have toys of Captain America and have toys of all these different superheroes. Like... When you look at the world coming together as a whole, the world can only come together on our our differences, but also on what we can be alike in. Mm -hmm. And Marvel has been something that's always preached that whether your differences are whatever they are, we can all believe in something grander. And with Marvel and with the heroes that they've created through it, it's been something so worldwide that everyone can connect on. If you go to Japan and you're wearing a Iron Man shirt, people will people will see that and they'll know that you're somebody they can talk to, they can relate to you. The more things that can be related to worldwide, the closer that humanity is being brought together. And I think Stanley is somebody who overall his entire life, from the moment he started creating these comics, was on a path to bring the world closer together. And the world certainly gets smaller when you start talking to fans of comic books. I, I don't know how you feel about
1: no, everything you said is so true. Like, Stan Lee kind of inhabits the idea of sports, like what you were saying. It's like this universal come-together. And each of these characters that he's created in the universes that he's created are... Exemplifies so much more than just the characters and the costumes and the powers. And that's what's so cool about comics. It's it's like bringing the underdogs and the outlaws together and representing something so much bigger. So it will definitely be a huge loss, but it's one thing that his legacy will literally never... He sets such a strong f- foundation, like, you can't shake it.
0: Yeah, you can't. And I think, honestly, it's... Looking back now, I feel like the, the sale of Marvel to Disney... Was a protective measure for his legacy. Because I haven't seen Disney really taint Mar- taint the Marvel mm-hmm. legacy at all. If only they've only made it grow further and further. And a lot of places when the creator dies. You can see this with Apple. Apple has gone very far from its consumer base and con- from what it did for people when Steve Jobs was alive to where it is now. It's way more money-based and way less about creating innovative ideas and more about putting out the same thing over and over for money. And I've been the biggest Apple supporter. So I'm, I'm very happy that his legacy is fairly safe and secure with Disney because they know how to keep things going for a long time. And it's just really cool because I think like with anyone, you can be an enemy with anyone. But all it takes is some, is one thing to relate with. Yeah. To, like, turn that enemy into a friend. And I think Marvel and comics in general and these superheroes are just something in general that you can find anyone in the world that you may dislike. But you can have a conversation about comics. Totally. And that's, that's going to do it for our show today. Sorry to end on a bit of a somber note after they just turned a room full of people into a blender. But, like... <laughs> I still think that like there has to be something to be said because this show wouldn't exist and so many other TV shows wouldn't exist and so much culture would not be the same without this guy. So rest in peace, Stan Lee. And Absolutely. And hopefully there is a great beyond out there where somebody can snap their fingers and bring you back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, where can we find you on Twitter, Steph?
1: You can find me at Steph Sabraw.
0: Uh And you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. And we will see you in two weeks after Thanksgiving. Hopefully yes. everyone spends time with their family. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, hopefully you just spend time with your family and, and loved ones. just eat a lot. Exactly. Uh, we will see you then. Take care. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not
1: just the first.
0: We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only
1: destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>
0: the views expressed herein are those of the host only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals.